Kiddushin daf nun chet amud alef and amud beit. Torah is not a business. Emet kenei v'al timkor. We're going through these terribly difficult times at the moment, and I was um, thinking as I was saying the korbanot this morning, the korban tomid every morning that it was brought in the Beis Hamikdash. There were times when there was war, then when there was threat, when there was danger, the korban tomid was brought. Nothing was put aside for that, and how important it is in times like this that the timidus, that the consistency of minyanim, of davening, of shuls, of learning, continue. Yes, there one has to be careful, and there are rules and guidelines, but if we learn every day, and we daven together every day, now it, it's even more important. This is not a time to weaken, this is not a time to, to slacken, this is a time to be more meticulous than ever about the Hatmada. It's too early to, to even respond to, to what has happened and what's going on. It, it's just beyond, beyond words. We can't comfort the people who have had losses uh, because we don't have the words to do it. We don't have the frameworks with which to do it. We can't talk, we don't have the language with which to talk about it. We're, we're in a state of, of such shock, nationally and individually that we just have to help each other through this time until we're able to, to begin the healing process. But one of the things we do know is the Isser of Lord Tignov that we've got in the Aseris Adibris and the Ten Commandments isn't talking about stealing money. We know that's from Lord Tignov in Parashas Kedoshim. Lord Tignov is about kidnapping people and using them for ransom. It's something so inherently repugnant to the Torah, as repugnant as all the other Lotar says on, on the left-hand side of the, of the Luchis. It's just morally repugnant in, in every kind of a way. Because there are some things that don't have a price. And when you treat them as commodities, you, you diminish what it is in, in essence. And, and human life is one of those things. Human life doesn't have a price. It has value, but it doesn't have price. Price and value don't go together. We're so brainwashed by the business world that everything has a price. Anything that has a value has a price. No, there are some things that have a value that are priceless. There was once an American tourist that was with us on a tour of Versailles outside Paris, and he kept on saying to the, to the French guide, how much does this place cost? And she kept on saying, it's not for sale. And he kept on saying, but everything's for sale. If I were to buy it, how much would I have to pay? And she just couldn't get it. It was such a cultural difference. This American kind of culture that everything's for sale. The right price, everything's for sale. And that leads right into the thing of human life is for sale too. So you grab somebody and hold him for ransom because he has a price. And that's why the case of the Maram Rutenberg, where the Maram Rutenberg was captured and issued an instruction not to be ransomed. We've got to get rid of this idea that there's a price that you can buy people and sell people. And Torah is another thing that has become a commodity and that doesn't have a price. It's valuable beyond having a price. Torah is not a business. We learned to, uh, that sugya back in the Dorim and Daf Lamed Zayin. We've got it here again in a different form. It starts with the psukim uh, about Pora Aduma, because our sugya comes at this through a, through a strange aside, as the Gemara often does. Where we have the din of you take the, the, the ashes of the burnt paraduma, the red heifer, and you mix it with, with the water that has been brought up from the spring. And that action of mixing the water and the, and the ephir is called kiddush. That's the, that, that is the, the kiddush amayim, uh, or kiddush ha'ifer. That's the, when the act of kiddush takes place. And then it is sprinkled using the, um, 
Ezov, it is sprinkled on the person or the kalim that have become Tameim. Says the Rambam, Haschar pasul bekidushu v'hazayah ve'enu posel b'milui. If the person doing the kiddush, the mixing of the water and the afer, and the hazayah is paid for the job, that puzzles the job. It makes it pasul. But if you pay somebody to bring the water up from the spring, that does not disqualify the paraduma. It says our Mishnah on Omad Aleph, HaMekadesh bitrumot of masrot of matanot of mechatat of efer chatat. If one uses, among other things, the water of the Paraduma or the ashes of the Paraduma. Harezi Mukudeshit, and you use that to, to be Mekadesh a woman, she's Mekudeshit, Vafilu Yisrael, even if he's a Yisrael. The Gemara goes into it. Rashi says the reason the Gemara, at this point, the Gemara assumes the reason is because Tovat is considered Mamon. That means if all I own is the right to distribute something. I don't own the thing, I just own the right to distribute it, like Trumus and Mises, it belongs to the Kohen, it belongs to the Levi, it's not mine. But I can choose which Kohen to give it to and which Levi to give it to. That also has value. Does it have a price? It has value, does it have a price? That's the Maklokas and the Gemara as to whether Tervis Hano is considered Momo or isn't considered Momo. In our Sugyed emerges that Tovatana, just the right to be able to distribute something, is too intangible to be considered an asset. Yet Rabbeinu Hananel says, we paskin on our sugi. Rabbeinu Hananel brings the psak that we hold that it is moment, that one really can do it. Anyway, Algamor assumes that Tovat is not Anos, so then why is she Mekudeshet? Why can you use the Eifer HaPara, which has no use, it doesn't belong to anybody, the ashes of the Para or the water that's going to be used for the Para, why can that be used for Kiddushin if Tovat is not, is not Mamon, as it isn't according to our sugi? How does that work? And then the Gemara asks, in fact, we've got our Mishnah that says that woman is Mekudeshet Uraminu, but we've also learned, Anotel Schar Ladun, if a, a judge takes money to judge, Dinav Betelim, his case is considered invalid. Lahaid, Eidotor Betelah, if somebody's given money to, judge, to give evidence, the Eidus is bottle. Lahazotu Lekadesh, if somebody's given money to sprinkle or to, or to mix the water with the Eifer, then then the water is just ordinary water and the, and the ashes are ordinary ashes. There's no Kedusha in that particular mixture. Omer Abaya, loy kashya. Says Abaya, not a question. Kan bischar hava'a umilui, kan bischar haza'a v'kidush. One is talking about whether you're paying the person to carry the water, to schlep the water, or you're paying them to do the mitzvah of haza'a and kidush, kidush and haza'a. If you look at the, at the Bryce, you'll see it says, Mechatat and Eifer Parah separately. If you look in our Mishnah, it says it separately. We're talking about the waters of the Chatat and the Eifer of the Parah before they're mixed, not the act of mixing them together, the act of bringing them to the place where they're going to be mixed. And Rashi says, this is, that's the end of, of Perik Sheni of Kiddushin. Because in the act of mixing, says, says Rashi, deleka tircha. What are you being paid for? You're just mixing the water and the afer. What are you being paid for? There's no, 
one is paid for something that requires effort, that requires talent, that requires time, just to mix the water and they how can you claim for that? All you could say is maybe I'm teaching others how to do it. While I'm doing it, I'm training other Kohanim as to how to do it. You're not allowed to charge somebody to teach them Torah. And we're going to see in the Ritvah that that goes beyond teaching Torah. It's not only about teaching Torah. You can't charge somebody to teach Torah. So, that, so what are you being paid for? And we learned in the Matmonim back in, in the Dorim, we learned the Tosfus that says, uh, we, where do we learn this from? Moshe probably wasn't paid when Moshe says, you need to teach the Torah to others the way I've taught the Torah to you. And I've taught the Torah to you, probably he wasn't paid, says Tosfus, because he was wealthy. Why would he need to be paid? And the Rosh says it's not because he wasn't wealthy, but because we learned the Gzereshov in, in Gemara in, in the Dorim, on Daf Lamed Zayin. That Hashem says, I've commanded, uh, you, He has commanded me to teach you the Chukim Mishpatim, and Re'eli Madati Etchem Chukim Mishpatim. We learn from that, says the Gemara there, Ma'ani Bechinam, Afata Bechinam, that Hashem says the same as I teach Torah for nothing, you too have to teach Torah for nothing. And what's important in this, it's not just talking about an issue of taking money for teaching Torah, it's talking about corrupting Torah. It's not just teach Torah this way or teach Torah that way. No, you've got to teach Torah for free. You shouldn't take money for Torah. No. As, as we see, if we learn this Gemara properly, and we'll see now in Rabbeinu Bechaya, it's the corruption of Torah that comes when you teach, treat Torah as a business. When you start advertising and you start doing PR for Torah and you start fighting over who comes to your, your shul and who comes to another shul and which, who comes to your shul and who comes to another. And there's competition and there's, and there's money involved and there's salaries to be paid and now it becomes a bureaucracy. You corrupt the Torah. It's no longer Torah. It becomes a business. Says Rabbeinu Bechayi, he brings the posuk from Mishle, Emet Keneva Altim Kor. Acquire truth. Don't trade in it. Don't sell it. If you have to pay to acquire it, then, then you pay. Do whatever you need to acquire Chochmah. But don't sell it. Don't trade in it. Says the Malbim Don't invest in Torah as something to sell, a way to earn a living, a way to, to establish a profession. That's trading. You can't trade in Torah. The Ramban says. On this posuk he says, Because Torah glorifies a human being. Even those who hate us have to admire the impact of the mitzvahs on us. That's when we live in Torah correctly. When Torah becomes an industry, nobody looks at us and says, I, I want to be from like them. I want to go to yeshiva like them. When we see in the country today, when we've got situations when the non-religious look angrily at the religious and resentfully at the religious, they're not saying, I wish I could study in yeshiva like they do. They say, what a chutzpah that they're studying in yeshiva and I'm paying for it. They see no value in it. Who's responsible for that, that they see no value in it? We've made it into a business. We're competing with their businesses, except we're not paying taxes. We're not adding to the economy. We're just sitting in yeshiva. But we've made it into businesses. And they're looking at it. And they're not understanding it. Says the Ramban, that's not why to keep Torah mitzvahs. Torah mitzvahs should be something that glorifies us, that people look at us and they say, I want to be part of that too.
That's amazing. That's what Torah Mitzvahs is. And you corrupt that when you bureaucratize it. You corrupt that when you institutionalize it. You corrupt that when you politicize that. And we tend to do all of those things. And the, the, there's a beautiful Ritva, ritva on, our, on our piece where he, he quotes from the Ramban and he expands this further. Firstly, he says, all of this is absolutely right, but there are times when you need to pay and there needs to be money involved, but not in a way that corrupts. And the only way that that can be is batala. If you take somebody who's earning a living in business or who's earning a living in a profession, you say to him, we would like you to give shirim. It's a waste for you to be in business. We would like you to be teaching Torah. We would like you to be paskening shailas. We would like you to be a rov in our community. So then you've got to compensate him for, the, for what he would have made as a businessman or as a professional in whatever area he was. That's Batala. And all the Rishonim say that that's in order, if that's what you're doing, that you're compensating him to stop working in order to devote himself to what needs to be done in, in, in the Torah. And he says, but certainly there are also things where it's more like the schlepping of the water. For example, the, the, the shochtim, you can, you can certainly pay them, he says, because they are like the hanu po'alim ninu, v'lavzcharhorahu. They're workers. The, the, the shochtim are workers. They're doing a job of work. There's effort involved. It's like carrying the water today to the, to the afer. It's not the mixing. It's not the kiddush of the afer and the mayim. It's carrying the water. That's what the shochtim are doing a job of work. So where somebody's doing a job of work, you need to pay them. And then the ritual goes on very beautifully. A doctor also can only be paid for what he could be doing if he weren't curing you. You're not allowed to pay to cure a person. You're not allowed to charge somebody to be their doctor. And he goes through and he says, because that's avedat kufohu A person's lost health is lost property. And the same as there's a mitzvah. If somebody's lost their property, you restore it for them. You don't say, now pay me. That's a mitzvah. You restore it to them. And if you're a doctor and somebody's lost their health and you can restore their health to them, you don't charge them for that. That's something you do as a mitzvah. So with a doctor also, the only way that the doctor can charge is if, I'm, if I weren't doing this, I would be earning a living some other, some other way because here it also applies. It's amazing. The Ritvorum, this is in the name of the, the Ramban, extends this to other chokhmot. And he says, asur kiddush. All chokhmah and limud, teaching people wisdom, teaching people knowledge. You can't charge for that. You can pay them for what they're losing by teaching. Then he goes into the, the issue of a, both a doctor and a rov. Not to be a doctor if you don't know what you're doing. Not to be a doctor if there are better doctors than you available. Not, not a paskin shailas if you don't know how, what you're doing and so on. He goes through very, very beautifully and what the responsibilities of those are. And it, it, it's really important. The... Um, in a lot of the work that I've been doing over the years with law enforcement, with the health system in the United States, both, both with the educational system, one of my messages to them is, yes, there are things you can learn from business, but you are not a business. And how I know that you're not a business is because your product can't be paid for. In every business, I make a widget, and the widget costs $10, and I charge my customer $10. That's my business. It costs me $8. I sell it for $10. That's my business. But what am I going to charge? What is education worth? What is healthcare worth? What is, what is law enforcement worth? What is it worth? There's no way anybody can pay for it. So what business have you got? You've got a product that nobody can afford. That's not a business. Yes, there are things that you, that you can learn from the business world, disciplines that you can learn, but you're not a business. And we need to understand that. And Torah is not a business. Education is not a business. 
This is something one has to have a completely different attitude towards. And if we're paying people, we're only paying people for what they could otherwise be doing. And we'd better make sure that what they're doing in the Torah world is worth that. It, 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 it's worth them rather than not doing the other stuff and doing this instead. Not just a blanket thing of paying everybody who wants to learn, no matter how much, no matter how good they are or how bad they are, but to understand it's charbatela. And that's got to be, there's got to be value in that to make sure that as we explore the interface between money and Torah. Torah never becomes an industry. Torah never becomes a bureaucracy, an institution. And Torah never becomes a business.